Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. I hope that you are having a fabulous day. I'm very excited about the topic for this podcast because I want to talk to you about how you are opening up to your newfound abilities. Now, I use that term loosely because we really are just returning to who we truly are. But since we've been operating in this third dimensional system, what feels like new abilities are actually our old abilities, if you will. They've always been our abilities. But because we've had this third dimensional veil draped over us, you know, draped over our spiritual abilities. As we shift into the new, the fifth dimensional and higher existence, some of the things that are opening up may seem or feel a little bizarre. This is happening for all of us. It's evening happening for me. And so... I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what's happening for me, what's happening for some others, so that you can maybe feel relaxed that you truly are not losing your mind. (laughs) Because let's be honest, this whole ascension thing can feel like we are losing it from time to time. Now, I am recording this with my windows open, so you may hear birds chirping. I'm, you know, energetically asking my... Macy and Gracie to be quiet or as quiet as possible. They're sleeping next to me. But I have the windows open. It's just nice to have some fresh air flowing through the house. It's so important right now that we continue to clear our homes. And that means, you know, having the drapes and blinds pulled away, letting the light in, the chi, the prana. Energy needs to move through our home to be able to move out of our home. And because we are clearing so much density, so many lower vibrational thoughts and um, limiting beliefs and all the stuff, that that can still get trapped in our homes as we're releasing it and there's nowhere for it to escape, if you will, like to leave our home, then it just bounces off the walls. It keeps hitting everybody inside. And so if you're experiencing a lot of emotional fluctuations, anger, sadness, depression, anxiety, 
you know, with household, people in your household, and you don't have your windows, I don't mean open like open to the air coming in, open to light. And I mean in every room. I can't stress this enough. We're releasing and we have to release it completely, which means here I'm opening the gateway to the light. So it may come into my home, it may flow through my home, and it may take this out of my home. I mean, it doesn't literally like take it out, it just flows out. Whenever people contact me about clearing their home, first thing I always do is, you know, discuss, well, first of all, if I, I actually have a scheduled appointment with them, I can see in their home. I can actually see what your home looks like. Now, I don't butt in when I'm not asked to, so don't worry. I won't be, I'm not a nosy psychic medium. But when I do schedule a client online and we're face-to-face -face and we're talking, I actually can picture and describe their home, which blows a lot of people away. It's just one of the things I can do. It just helps to, I guess, validate that what I'm getting for their home is true or makes sense because I can actually describe the room or the carpet or whatever the case may be. But it never fails. It always goes to, you must open up your windows. You must allow the light to flow through your home. Now, a lot of people's resistance to that is, well, someone can see inside. Well, during the day, if you actually go outside across your street or next door and you stand there and look towards your home, you won't be able to see inside, not during the day, because the light is reflecting off the windows. So people actually can't see in your home during the day unless they're coming up and putting their eyes literally to the glass. Okay, and if they're doing that, then just call the police. <laughs> but my point is, they can't see in your home. That is our, just that fear that keeps people from this freedom that you truly could be experiencing. So during the day, you know, the windows are open. Light can flow through every room, every bedroom, every room that it is at all possible, and even in a basement. If you have an unfinished basement and you have boarded up windows, there's anything you can do to open those up, uh, whether you put like hard plastic as a window if you don't have any glass or just anything to just let light through. So important. You will notice a shift in your home the day that you do that, by the way. The day that you open up all the windows and you allow light in, you will notice a shift immediately. See, it's not stuck anymore. It can go. It can leave. And new, new energy prana, chi can come in. So as we're going through this ascension process, we are still releasing, and so we must allow that to leave our existence, including in our home. Now, I use Palo Santo. I used sage for years to clear my home, but I actually used Palo Santo. I was in introduced to that by my mentor years ago at one of her Sedona retreats. And, you know, she expressed that it was more powerful than, than sage, as in it illuminates more and it has the power to release more. And I actually, I mean, some people might say, no way, you know, sage is the best. Okay, I've experienced both, and I go to Palo Santo. That's my go-to. Because, yes, it did illuminate more for me. It does release more for me. It doesn't smoke up as much. I love the smell of sage, but I like that my home doesn't get all smoky. Now, the Palo Santo, by the way, is a stick that you have to keep lighting. You can find it online. My favorite place to get it is called shamansmarket.com. <laughs> 
just look it up. I'm not going to share the link. I'm not, I don't have it in front of me. Does shamansmarket.com. They have the legit Palo Santo. Yes, you can get fake. I don't know where the fake ones are. I get mine from Shaman's Market just to ensure I get the right stuff. And I really like who they are. So I've been clearing my home with Palo Santo more often these days just to continue to help not just myself and Michael and, and our home, it just, just to help the planetary shift, <laughs> you know, just let's, let's just clear the air. Let's keep releasing, releasing, and that's what's happening. So we are all being forced to release. And when I say forced, we're being forced. The energetic light codes that are already here and continue to come in no longer support that density energy. So it has to leave. It has to be brought up. And you can either go with it, even, yes, sometimes kicking and screaming and crying and, and wondering about this emotional roller coaster, but finding gratitude in the process, because that will help you shift so much quicker, or the... I'm not buying into this and I don't believe in this and I'm going to stay in my old ways and my beliefs and control everything and that's going to be a hell of a lot more difficult to ascend. Just the truth. I'm not saying that when you, when you exclaim, you know, I'm all in, that it's just unicorns and butterflies and rainbows from that moment on because we all have our shifts and I've had them too recently. Let me tell you. Things are coming up. So... Let's talk about some of the things that are happening. I can't remember if I talked about this on this podcast, so if this is a repeat, maybe it's just because you need to hear it again. I don't know. But one cool thing for me, well, number one, I'm not going through my day saying I need to see stuff. I need to see something. I need to sense something. That never goes through my mind ever. Not even when I'm doing a reading with someone. I'm just being in the moment. So I'm not going, I need to see something today to know that this is working. No, because that's actually this energetic forcing. So we are opening up to this amazing, magical space where we will see things. They will perhaps pop up for a brief moment or two. It's an energetic shift into how we, or our ability to see things. It's not just sensing and feeling. It's literally like, oh my God, I am seeing things with my two physical eyes now that are blowing me away. I'm not talking about heart clouds and animals in the clouds and rainbow snippets everywhere. I'm talking about, here's an example. Michael and I sitting in the garage the other night in the man cave. That's the man cave. We got the beer fridge. We got the wine. We got the TV. And that's like our little escape, the man cave, which is down the driveway. We were sitting there, it was at night, the lights were out in the garage, and we were watching the television, minding my own business. I always like to say that. I was just minding my own business, and here it came. Next to me, suddenly, something started coming into my peripheral vision, and it was a white feather, huge white feather that was turning. It kind of was turning like DNA does, but it was clearly a feather. And it was probably, I mean, I'm going to say three to four feet tall. It was just a feather. And it caught my, you know, of course, peripheral. I'm seeing it out of the side of my right eye. 
it's turning and it's like slow motion. I just look over at it and I see it for one moment. I see this feather floating in midair right next to me, but I get the sense of I could stick my, my hand through it. Like it was just bizarre. And I jumped and I said, what the fuck? <laughs> I did say that. What the fuck is that? What is that? Because I wasn't expecting it. Okay. So I realized afterwards, you know, the next day or two, and I was saying, you know, what was this about? I had to giggle because it literally was my ability to see the angelic beings with my physical eyes. Now, I've seen them in my mind's eye. You know, when I was in Sedona, Arizona, and at one in the morning woke up, and I knew there were beings standing at the, the end of my bed, this was different. So then I can see with my mind's eye, my third, I can see with my mind's eye, but my physical eyes can, can kind of like imagine what they look like, right? It was Archangel Michael, the leader of the Arcturians, the leader of Pleiadians. I know, if you haven't heard that episode, you must, because it blew me away. It still does. They did some sort of activation with me, and I was like, what? Because believe me, half the stuff that happens, if you're like me, I'm like, why would, I, why would it be me? Why is this happening for me? So I've totally let that go. So this was different. It wasn't my mind's eye. My physical eyes were seeing this feather, this massive big feather. So because of my reaction, I mean, it disappeared. So it's like, here, we're going to start, you know, you're going to start dipping your toes in it. You're going to start, it's, we're start, we're starting to reveal ourselves to you in different ways. The universe is revealing itself to us in different ways. I was speaking with someone today, and she said, you know, she was talking about that she just wants to see things. And then, and then she went in to tell me that she, you know, saw this blue light over her son the other day. I think she said over him. And then the other day she was, I think she was reading, and she saw this, like, circle next to her. This is someone I'm working with one-on-one, by the way, so we talk about all this stuff. But this circle was opening up beside her, almost like a, a portal, and it startled her. And I was like, you're seeing stuff. You're just not seeing it the way that you think you're supposed to see it. And so that's my message today is step away or release how you think you should see all of the beings that are helping you. And that for me, I'm not asking to see anything. I'm neutral about it all. I'm just minding my own business and things are showing up. So as we ascend um, oh, I am seeing a lot of reports about a lot of children seeing really scary things now that maybe they used to or they never did or it's amping up. Just call on the angels, call Archangel Michael to help with this cleansing and releasing because they're just seeing what is being released, this lower density energy, because they're so clear they can see everything. I mean, Archangel Michael is the one to begin to introduce your child to. Like, hey, you know, keep it light, fun. Hey, you know what? Well, when I'm scared, I call on this angel, Archangel Michael. He's amazing, and he'll wrap his, like, purple cape around you, or he'll take his sword and, and you know, flick them into the light or in, back into the wherever, you know, wherever you want to say, the stars, or get rid of them. However it is that you need to speak to your child, use that language but encourage them to call on him and teach them to do that. Because as much as you want to be there, I know, I get it. You want to be, you know, Wonder Woman, Super Mom, Super Dad. That does not empower them in any way. 
What empowers your child is teaching them about the team to call in and that they can call them at any time and they don't have to call you to call the team in. That is what empowers your child. So as things are shifting, even for me, last Thursday evening, I was on my live call with my monthly members, my angel ambassadors who are in the monthly membership and we meet live. I mean, they get daily, daily lessons and meditations and stuff each day, but then we meet every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern and every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Last Thursday night, now I do, you know, we're doing a lot of um, rewriting history. I'm going to talk about that in a second. So we're doing a lot of the ascension work together, like staying in the vortex and releasing what we need to and um, remaining in the the beautiful light and the light codes. and But what happened last Thursday was, I'm trying to think. I think that's the night we rewrote history, but I'll go into that in a second. I got ready for the call, sat down in front of my Mac, and as soon as I sat down, I hadn't even you know, started the call yet. I began to what felt, I can only can describe it as some kind of trance that I went into. I was not, I'm going to say this, sound weird. I was not fully con in control of what I was saying or what my body was doing or what, I might morph into it, <laughs> I feel weird again. I was not in control of any of that. Now, if you caught my podcast a few weeks ago where I channeled a message from Archangel Michael, I'd never done that before, and that was a big step. Well, this was the next step because I went into some kind of zone and I sat here, and I'm starting to go into it now. It feels very weird. Um, and this is what happened that I couldn't find my words. I started the meeting, and I started talking with everyone. I said, I don't know what's happening right now. It feels very strange, and, and my voice changed. And I said, but it's before I got on, I asked who is this? Like, who is wanting to come in? Who is this? And it was Archangel Michael and Jesus and Mother Mary. And so it's like channeling a message from these three beings at the same time was what was trying to happen. But what ended up happening is that I got very um, uncomfortable and I started crying. And I realized afterwards that that was such a big step because to channel someone or something means you are giving up complete control, and that is huge. To allow that to come in and have that feeling of, I have no control right now of what's going to come out of my mouth, what is going to happen. And so that started happening Thursday night. And... After the live call, I always post the recording for those that missed it. And people were saying, like, wow, Julia's voice sounded like robotic almost, and I could sense the shift when she shifted away from that. And again, it's the team helping me dip my toe into it, right? right? Like, okay, here we are. All right, well, she's, we're showing her what's possible, and we're going to give her time to get ready for that. Because it freaks you out. It can. It freaks me out. And so I keep, I've sensed since Thursday, okay, 
help me be okay with this. It's all right. I just thank you for, you know, allowing me to ease into this, to, to acclimate to it, to whatever, trust it. And so that's another thing that's happening for me. Now, here's another, now I'm telling you all these things because it's not just because it's Julia, okay? These are things that could start happening for you as you allow your ascension to happen. And I'm just like, thank you for the lesson, bring it on, what's next? Thank you for the lesson, bring it on, what's next? Instead of going, why me, why me, why is this happening? Because that's back to victimhood. And I was there way too long when I had Lyme disease. I'm not willing to go to victimhood, that sucks. And victimhood is the furthest from God, from source, from, from creator. So when I came, you know, cried a little bit. I was like, gosh, you guys, just, I, I was just emotional. I didn't even know yet why, but I understand why. It kind of scared me. Who knows if it was past lives of being shut down for me to challenge. I don't know. It didn't matter. I just knew that's what happened. And then I ended up taking the group. We went into the past we went to past lives. The first past life, if I recall, because I'm trying to remember now, because it's kind of, when I do those live calls, it's just kind of stuff that comes out of my mouth. But we went back to rewrite history. This gateway has opened. That's right. And now remember what came through on Thursday. There's a 12-day gateway. It's wide open. We are able to rewrite our history. We can change everything that happened. All the lifetimes where it didn't turn out beautiful, we can change that right now. Just know that that's the power you have right now. So I took the group and we changed history. Whether they saw one lifetime didn't matter. If I remember correctly, I think we went to the very first lifetime that they needed to go where the bullshit story started, right? That, we're going to that initial one because we changed that initial one, then you just rewritten your entire history because you didn't keep coming bring, and bringing that back every time. So that's what we did. And here's the thing, I'm doing the work while I'm guiding the group because, and, and didn't even realize how this really was shifting everything because last night I had a dream about a guy that I dated. I actually ended up living with him. I was 19, he was 35. I lived with him for about three years. His name was Rocky. Um... You know, I was just, of course, head over heels in love. He was a bouncer at one of my country bars I went to. Just head over heels in love with this older man. End up moving in with him. And it ends up being very emotionally abusive. Not physically abusive, but enough to where I, would, I thought it was possible he could do something. Uh, it, it even ended up that he pulled a gun on me one night and pointed at my head. And fortunately, his nephew had taken the bullets out the day before because he was staying with us at the time. And he actually could, and again, Angel's watching out for me, right? Having his nephew take these bullets out because he did pull the trigger. And it was, he, was just in, he was just out of his mind. He cheated on me. He was just like, ugh. And yet, because I, you know, didn't love myself, I still wanted this man to love me, even though he's a complete asshole. So I didn't do any work with him in this last week when I'm working with the group, right? Nothing. I haven't thought of him in years. Like two years ago, I think, two or three years ago, my best friend from high school, uh, she called me or texted me and said, hey, just she's a nurse at the local hospital back in Illinois where I used to live. And she said, um, just letting you know, I, like Rocky's here and like he's on his deathbed. He's about to die. 
Now, remember, you know, he was quite a bit older than me, but um, I, I, had, I didn't know anything about him. It turns out, so when I finally left him, when he pulled the gun on me, then I knew I had to get out of there. And um, I kind of just, that's when the first time I, like, felt homeless. I don't, I'm not going to say I understand homelessness. I don't. I, I've not been homeless on a street. But I've been to where I don't have anywhere to go, and what do I do next? So, I mean, bounced, you know, house to house to house, whoever let me stay. But I act, it actually turned out I was pregnant, which I did not, wait, did I know that? I think I found out after I left. Yes, I found out after I moved out or left him. But turned out being pregnant, I ended up miscarried at four months. I mean, complete stress. So who, who knows whatever happened, but yeah, lost the baby, which was a blessing. So what happened last night, though? So, so my best friend, you know, lets me know he's dying. And she texts me finally, I think a day or two later, just said he did. I had never heard a word from him since I miscarried. He did show up at the hospital. I told him to get his fucking ass out of there. Just get away from me. I didn't even want to ever see him again. So I looked up his obituary, and I saw a picture. I'm like, wow, he kind of looks the same. Well, this is a long story to take you to my dream last night. So I'm sleeping last night. I have a dream, and it's about Rocky. And I'm with him, and we're dating. But it is completely different. The story turns out not, I mean, beautiful. Not like, oh, you're together forever. It turned into this beautiful relationship. He was the kindest person. He, tre he treated me like a queen. It was a beautiful dream. And this morning, I realized I had rewritten that story when I led the group last week. I mean, it blows me away. All of my dreams, by the way, have shifted into beautiful memories with others that weren't beautiful memories before, including in this lifetime. It is mind-blowing. I'm sharing this all so that you know we are in a magical time, and all we have to do is do the work, whatever that is for each of us. Last week, all it was was, hey, guys, I'm going to take you to, to past life, and whatever, history, you're going to rewrite it. Even if you don't picture anything, you're just going to imagine what your life was like. You're going to imagine the most beautiful life ever. And if you've ever visited a past life, you're going to go to that one, and you're going to imagine it the most beautiful, happy ever after ending. And so that's what they did. And as I'm guiding them, I'm actually rewriting my own history. So I woke up this morning, and I was like sending gratitude to Rocky. I was like, thank you. I think that's so beautiful. I love the way it turned out. You know, I really feel, oh, I have chills. I feel like he's guiding me now. And maybe he always was, but I just had to release that, that thing. I had to rewrite that story so that I was in the vibration of complete love so that I could even know that he was around me. So all of these really cool things start happening. And something else, I had stopped doing Bikram yoga. I did Bikram yoga for years, probably over 10 years. And when this COVID thing hit, I stopped because they had to close, and I started some really lazy habits. I did. Lazy, lazy. But that's okay. I say lazy, it doesn't mean I'm beating myself up. I just stopped doing Bikram yoga and stopped moving my body very much. Well, the other day, I just had this epiphany. Wayne Dyer, who is one of my guides, he did 
90-minute Bikram yoga for over 20 years, six days a week. And because I look up to that man so much, and I love how spiritual he was and how grounded and centered and just this beautiful energy, I was like, I need to get back to Bikram yoga. I just paused because um, Macy and Grace's dad just got home, Michael just pulling in, and I don't know if they're going to start barking. So... Um, so I said, I want to start doing Bikram yoga. I mean, I want to do the 90 minutes, but I'm going to do it outside in my driveway where I used to do it. Cause it is quite amazing when you are doing Mace, when you're doing this outside with nature under the sky, but I didn't realize how magical it was going to be. Okay. I decided I asked, I asked Wayne Dyer, I said, please help me. Do this six days a week because I want to know what that is like. Now, I did this five days a week years ago, and I was in fantasy land every day. It was amazing. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this six days a week. Help me do that, and I'm going to do it first thing in the morning. I used to drink coffee, you know, look at my angel cards and do you know, some other things, and I said, nope, I'm going to get up. I am going to have my coffee, and I'm going to go right outside and do Bikram yoga because I want to do it before the sun is beating down on me. So what happened is the first day, oh, by the way, I found this um, studio in Delray Beach. If you go to YouTube and you look up Bikram Yoga 90 Minute, you'll see a bunch of videos from Delray Beach. They're all awesome. That's the ones that I'm doing my yoga with. And I can't wait to, I'm going to send them messages, like thank them so much. They helped me get back to my yoga practice and just to the 90 minute practice, which I missed. So I'm going to be sending them some massive love. So I'm in my practice, different poses, and in between certain poses, you lay in savasana, which is, you know, means dead man's pose. You're just laying there on your back, and I'm just staring up at the sky, just resting in between poses, and I hear the scurrying around me, almost like my dogs are out, but they're not, because they won't let me do yoga. They, are, they bug me, they pester me, they want to lay on the bed, they want to jump on me, so no. They have to stay in while I do yoga. <laughs> it's my time and I don't want any distractions. But I'm laying there, and I hear the scurrying that sounds like little dog's, you know, claws running around. Well, I looked over, and it was like just a little leaf that was blowing across the driveway, but it was blowing in front of seven mourning doves sitting on the driveway watching me. Seven. They're those gray-colored mourning doves. I haven't seen my seven mourning doves in years. I used to have seven that would go everywhere and follow me. They were sitting there. I could hear them cooing. They were watching me. I mean, it was like I was in heaven, blissful. There were other birds. Oh, there were some more morning doves on the top of our garage peeking over and watching me like it was fantasy land again. And I said, this is what we are supposed to be creating. And I'm on my driveway. And I feel more magic here at this moment than I have in years anywhere else. So I've been doing the Bikram yoga every morning. I look forward to it. I can't wait to get out there to do it. I can't wait to see what happens, who shows up. So today I was out there, and right at the beginning, we have a baby groundhog. We have some older ones, but we have this baby one. And he stuck his little head under the fence, under our bird feeder, and just 
watched me for a little bit while I did some poses, and it's pretty close to where I'm laying down. I went and got some birdseed, and I actually poured it out for him, and then I went back to finish the practice, and he sat there and ate the whole time and just watched me along with some other birds. This is why I couldn't wait to record this podcast, because as I've been watching everyone, you know, bust out of their homes, and I'm going to go here, and I'm going to find, I'm going to the beach, and, I'm, and I, I get it, man, that all feels awesome, it's amazing. I thought I was going to go to Nashville and felt bummed when I found out they were wearing masks again. I was like, I can't, I'm not going now. But returning to my yoga practice has helped me return to my blissful state that is everywhere that I am, even if it's on my driveway doing yoga every day for weeks. We are to be creating our own heaven on earth. It is within us. It is all around us. It is not at the beach. It is not in the forest. It's not at the spa. It's not at the massage parlor. It's already within you. I had stopped moving my body in that sacred way. I call it sacred just because that's how I feel, my sacred practice now, that I will continue. I will continue to do this. I even decided that on my calendar hanging on my wall, I would draw a pink heart every day that I did. I do my Bikram yoga every day. If you've never tried Bikram yoga, I would suggest that you do 90 minutes might sound like a lot, but I'm going to tell you, it will feel so amazing. It won't feel like 90 minutes. And you just do what you can. You go as far as you can in the, in the poses. It's a practice. It takes time, and everybody's different. I am so grateful that the universe continues to bring me whatever I need when I need it. And here's the cool thing. I used to get up, you know, have the coffee, do my oracle cards, then get to work, start you know, either making posts or answering emails or create the next ad or the next this or that. I'm committed. I committed to myself that I will start my day every day now with Bikram Yoga. I'm committed to my body, to myself, to my soul. And yesterday, when I got done with my Bikram practice, I came in went out and got the mail, and I had a letter addressed to myself with my married name, my old name, and I opened it, and it is a 401k that has been forgotten. I, f- I even forgot about it for umpteen years that they said I need to cash out. Hello, universal presence. I didn't have to work. I just had to be in the flow. The Bikram yoga helped me be even more in the flow. And a magical letter arrives that says, we want to give you a lot of money. That's the time we are in. We can manifest magically. when We stay out of the way of how things have to show up. I hope that what I've said today helps you in some way, at least to know that we're all on this ascension process together. We're all making our way. 
we can do this. We've come to create a beautiful, beautiful new earth. My wish is that you are noticing the magic, that things are showing up unexpectedly, magical ways. If you ever want to join the monthly membership, we'd love to have you on the live calls and in the private Facebook group. We meet twice a week live. I am committed to helping everyone ascend with grace and ease. I'll drop the link in case you want to join. You can try it out. If you don't like it, get out of it. It's as simple as that. You're not bound to me for life. <laughs> There's a link on my website, juliatreat.com. At the top, it says click here to get into my monthly membership. You can click there. You'll be in the next call, the next live call. We do meet Mondays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. That is right now. We may th I'm thinking about throwing in some bonus calls here and there, maybe on a Saturday, once in a while. But those are the times currently. They are recorded so that you can listen to them if you miss them. All right, beautiful. I am sending you so much love. I know that this has not been easy at times. But I hope that you now can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We are creating massive change within ourselves, within everyone. We are here to change the world. And oh, what a blessed world we are creating. Let the magic happen. Allow it to come in. Breathe through your ascension. You've got this. Namaste. Do you want to succeed and prosper as a money-making spiritual entrepreneur? You're in luck. Julia will be sharing everything in her Prosperity Queen toolbox, including her magical team of expert creators and over $20,000 worth of trainings and certifications. Julia wants to share all that is serving her well in her business with you. The Prosperity Queen program is for you if you're a spiritual entrepreneur and struggle with the money side of your business, or if you're just starting your spiritual business and don't know where to begin. Perhaps you're an intuitive and have always known that entrepreneurship is your future and you just need an entrepreneurial guide. If this is you, then you're in for a treat. Julia is opening the doors to her wildly popular Prosperity Queen program, and for a limited time, you can get in for the launch party discount of only $29.97. That's over two grand off the regular price. You will get all of Julia's programs and trainings worth over $20,000 and have the opportunity to meet Julia's team of expert creators. And once you complete the program, Julia will help drive traffic to your site by including your website on her referral page. If you want to become a prosperity queen, this is the offering for you. Get all the details at juliatreat.com and act soon if you want to get in on the launch party discount.
like the phoenix I 